0: Lecture Topic The Reign of the Heart. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, Wa ala نحن نرزقك والعاقبة للتقوى قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا قمت إلى صلاتك فصلي صلاة المودع ولا تكلم بكلام تعتذر منه هدا وأجمع اليأس مما في أيدي الناس أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم <تصفيق> In the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says Remind Verily a reminder is beneficial, very beneficial for the believers Benefits them So The Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has been given the command that keep reminding them And the lesson that comes for the ummah is that keep asking for advice because you need this reminder and the sahaba Kiraf understood this fully and they were very very desirous to keep having some advice advice of deen a land has all the potential to bring forth so many good things out of it <coughs> can bring out the crops The vegetation, the beautiful flowers, the trees that will grow, the fruit that will come from those trees, all this comes out of that land. But that land also needs water, it needs rain. And if there's no rain, then that rain stops, that land dries up, and even those trees that were already bearing fruit start drying up as well. That vegetation which was so lush, that starts drying up gradually that land becomes bare and then that lush land is now hard and all the things that were happening out of this land, the animals were feeding from it, humans were feeding from it and so many things were happening as a result of it all now comes to nothing likewise is the land of the heart the land of the heart also needs the reign of nasiha The rain of advice of deen. Now if the whole day goes past, and then the whole week goes past, and Allah sometimes months go by, and there has been no nasiha, no rain of nasiha on the land of the heart, then this heart starts drying up. Sometimes maybe we might say, okay, we come to the masjid, and maybe on the Jumu'ah we listen to some nasiha. Indeed, this is also part of nasiha. But sometimes we listen to it, and sometimes some don't listen to it. Sometimes some find it the opportune time to take a small 40 rahiq. So this too comes sometimes and sometimes happens and doesn't happen. But then what about our families? What about our children? What about others around us? Do they also get even their once a week opportunity to listen to some nasiha? So now when the whole week has gone by, and the whole month has gone by, and Allah knows where sometimes months on end gone by, and there's been no rain of nasiha and advice of deen on the heart then it starts drying up it starts drying up then the salah dries up the person is missing his salah then the sellout of the Quran Sharif if he was making dries up and the zikr of Allah Ta'ala dries up and so many other good things all dry up then that land when it dries up it doesn't just remain dry and without any trees and vegetation and crops and fruit no, then something else replaces it Thorny weeds come about Thorny weeds come and things that are bitter fruit sometimes grow out of some little things so likewise when this land of the heart also the rain stops, all the good stops all the ibadat stops, all the righteousness stops the honesty stops, the speaking in a good way stops and then all the opposites starts coming out, the tawny weeds. Now there's no control over the eyes, the eyes are looking at haram. There's no control over the tongue, the tongue is speaking all kinds of vulgarity. The heart is involved in all kinds of evil. And instead of the masjid, the person is heading in a different direction. So when the land of the heart also is deprived of this rain of nasiha, then it dries up, dries up from all the good and then all the wrong things start coming into the life of the person so therefore we need this nasiha and we need it daily therefore this daily nasiha whether it is in the form of the ta'aleem that takes place in our masjid whether the ta'aleem that should happen in our homes whether it is some talk of deen taking place in the masjid and whichever way we can get the authentic nasiha that is a need, it's not just something that it's a good thing, if it happens, it happens. No, it's a need. We need to have this. The Sahaba Ikram, despite being in the company of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and regularly hearing his advice, they would still ask for advice. So just to now discuss one particular Hadith Sharif, where on one occasion one Sahabi came to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and with the same zeal, with the same need, he comes to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he requests give me some advice but at the same time together with it he says oh but keep it brief give me some advice but keep it brief why keep it brief? because advice is not just for the sake of listening only you have to listen to it to start off with without listening to it they are not going to take it in But after listening to it, it mustn't come out of the other ear. It must go downwards. It must go into the heart. Why it must go into the heart? Because only then it will now translate into Amal. It will become part of life. And that's what the Sahaba Ikram wanted. That if we hear some advice from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we must now become practicing on it. We must take it into our lives. We must now become very, very steadfast on it. And there are so many incidents of this nature. The Sahaba Ikram learned something from Rasulullah once. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala There's a lengthy incident, but on one occasion Nabi sallallahu taught him and Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu ta'ala what is known as the tasbih the recitation of the Tasbihat before going to bed. He taught them, recite 33 times, Subhanallah, 33 times, Alhamdulillah and 34 times Allahu Akbar said, It is better for you, Khairun lakimin khadimin, better for you than a helper as well. And Ali radiallahu ta'ala says that that day, from the day I heard this, from the day I was taught this by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and he's saying this to his students now, more than 35 odd years later. 35 odd years later, he says, From that day to this day, I didn't miss it out once. Not a single night has passed that I've missed out practicing on this advice and teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu That was the zeal. And that is the zeal we have to have. Whether we're sitting in a Jumma talk, whether we're sitting in some talim, the zeal must be, what can I bring into my life? Maybe there are 50 things spoken about. I can't do all 50 one time, but at least one thing I must take back. At least two, three things I must take back. So any case, this, sahabi, this was the purpose of the reason he said that make it breathe because on this occasion I want to just take so much how much I can digest now and I want to take this into my heart and I'll make it part of my life. So now this is what we too need to take to our hearts, and this advice that Nabi then gave him is some advice that is relevant to each one of us every day of our lives. <coughs> Rasulullah well, was blessed with the Mahjaza and the miracle. The Sahabi asked for brief advice Nabi Islam gave some advice which was so brief that could be written down and can be written down in one line but it is so deep that you can never reach the end there's volumes in this one line there's a whole ocean so Rasulullah Islam gave him three advices three advices, each one of these are to be inscribed on our hearts It will take care of our needs of dunya and akhirat And it will save us from many many difficulties and problems in dunya and akhirat So the first advice Rasulullah Salaam gave Now he's asking for advice and asking for very brief advice But now the advice Nabi Salaam gave is most comprehensive at the same time Very few words but encompasses everything So the first thing he said to him that when you stand up to perform your salah, perform the salah of some of a person who has left everything else behind. That's one meaning. He's coming to the masjid, he didn't bring everything else along. He left his business, his job, his work, his profession, his all his issues. He's got to still sort out something, he's got to take care of some that is all that he left behind. And he's coming to the house of Allah Ta'ala and he's now connected himself to Allah Ta'ala. His heart is not now involved in another 101 things. His heart is attentive to Allah Ta'ala. And the other explanation of this, which is included in this, together with this explanation, that this is the last salah that he's performing. He's never going to get a chance again. If somebody knew for sure, this is it after the salah my time is gone what would be the quality of that salah that he'll perform which he knows and if he has some value of salah in his life he has some understanding of what is the value of salah what kind of salah he'll perform if he knows for sure this is the last salah. Now that is the explanation that Nabi Wasallam is giving this advice now on the surface this is just one simple advice but this advice is everything because if the quality of Salah comes right one is the Salah obviously has to be five times a day the Salah has to be five times a day four times a day Salah and missing out one time this four times a day Salah is not sufficient missing out this one Salah is inviting the wrath of Allah Salah Mashallah, the four Salah in its place, alhamdulillah but missing out one Salah and a person is feeling content this is still a very big deception that I'm fine, I'm performing four salah. We're not fine. Without that one more salah, which, has, which is far as compulsory, we're inviting the wrath of Allah Taala. And unfortunately, every other day we see what goes on and how we are faced with difficulty upon difficulty. But we're not taking note of where our problem lies. When the Masadid will be full for five daily salah, like they are full for Jumu'ah, and even in Jumu'ah also, unfortunately, many are not even there. And the masjid will become full for the five-daily Salah, like and Jumu'ah, we'll see the change. And likewise in our homes, everybody performing their Salah, then we'll see the change. We'll see what the difference it will bring in our lives, in the lives of the entire Ummah. In the ayat of the Qur'an, Salih Allah Ta'ala says, إِنِّي مَعَكُمْ لَإِنْ أَقَمْتُمُ الصَّلَاةِ وَآتِهْتُمُ الزَّكَاءِ وَآمَنْتُمْ بِرُسُلِهِ tumum." Allah is saying, I am with you, but you do your part. I am with you, la in aqamtumu Top of the list, provided you establish salah in your life. Allah is saying, I am with you. We are asking, with Allah's help. This happened, that happened, that happened, with Allah's help. Are we seeing what Allah already spelled out to us in the Quran Sharif? Inni maakum la in aqamtumu I am with you, provided you establish salah in your life. Four times salah a day, one establishing salah. Five daily salah with jama'ah in the masjid for males, adult males. And performing that salah like explained in this Hadith Sharif. The quality of salah. And then this is the salah that brings down wisdom. every other, every person. The concern is how things are going to happen now. How things are going to work out. And prices are going so high. and escalate the inflation is going so high and what more is happening but Allah Ta'ala says that they command your family members also to perform their salat to be punctual on their salat you also be very steadfast on it and immediately what this Allah says we don't ask you for risk; we provide risk to you the message is you bring salah in your life as it should be, and we'll open the doors of risk for you. Like in this ayat, Allah says, I'm with you, inni maakum. But la in akam provided you establish salah. Then there's other aspects as well. This is top of the list. Wa you discard zakah as well, etc. So this is the prescription for the for the solution to all the problems. The problems of dunya also? But now we're looking for very fancy solutions. We're looking for something very, very high-tech. Allah has given it to us in simple terms in the Qur'an Shari. No need for any detailed explanation, it's so simple. We just need to practice upon it, take it to heart. So now this is the, like we started off on this note, the Sahaba wanted advice. But they wanted advice so that they could implement it. They could put it into their hearts and into their lives. Now we are discussed this, spoken this, heard this. Now so we need to take it along that now the Asar Salah is going to come. Before the Asar Salah already, the Salah we're going to perform. The quality now we try to improve. And then that Asar Salah doesn't get missed out. either. the Maghrib or the Isha, and likewise the Salah that's going to follow, whatever life we have, five daily Salah, and for males with Jama'ah in the Masjid. We want solutions to our problem, Allah has given it to us. But now we want something else besides what Allah has given to us, where are we going to find it? How is it going to ever work? Allah is the creator of the universe and everything is in Allah's control and He has given us the solution. But we are saying we don't want Allah's solution, we want something else. Then we are going to draw down the problems of ourselves. So in any case, this is the first advice Rasulullah gave that you bring salah and the proper salah in your life, the quality of salah so obviously, the salah itself will be there and then the quality in it as well. This was the first advice. The second advice Nabi's person gave to him: <laughs> Don't speak something which you're going to now have to make excuses for later. Don't say something that you're going to regret tomorrow. Think before saying something. Because now the person will say something. And then tomorrow now he's cracking his head But now how to undo the damage Now he's talking about something He's saying but I didn't mean this And I meant that In damage control mode now Trying to undo the damage But the damage doesn't get undone entirely Sometimes maybe in time it will get undone too One father wanted to teach his son some lessons So he told him One day he gave him one mail he go knock it into the wooden fence So he went and knocked it so the next day he gave him another 2-3 nails. Go knock it in the fence. The third day gave him a few more nails. After 4-5 days the whole fence was full of nails. But then he told him, okay now go and pull all those nails out. So now the son doesn't know what's going on. But in those days, if the father said something, it was taken, whether it understood it or not now, as long as it's not something impermissible, father might have some, some wisdom behind it. So in any case, he's now doing what his father is saying to him. So he went and pulled the nails out. So the father asked him, what can you see? He says, what can I see? I don't know what you're talking about. What can I see? He said, look at the fence, what can you see? You took all the nails out, what can you see? He said, are oh, a whole lot of holes there, where the nails were. The nails are out, but there's holes on the fence, wooden fence. He says, well, that's your lesson. That's your lesson, that when you say things sometimes, hurtful things, painful things, you said things without thinking, you said things which were humiliating, which were degrading, you saw at somebody, you made fun of someone, mocked somebody, you just now kept on picking fault with somebody, now every small thing now you're making it an issue, telling somebody you got no brains, you got no... the most foolish person around, all kinds of things of this nature, each time you're knocking a nail in that person's heart. So now sometimes you might come to some of your, your senses and say, no, I'm sorry, you say, I'm sorry, you'll pull the nail out and you'll apologize, you'll ask for forgiveness which you must do. That must be done, otherwise if it's not done today in this dunya, we'll be paying back on the day of Qiyamat and paying like very dearly for every wrong word said to somebody, we'll be paying back with our good deeds. So in any case now you took the nails out by apologizing, by asking for forgiveness, but the holes will remain. The holes will remain. It will take a while before that starts now healing. So don't think now because now I said, no, no, I retract it. I took it back, so it's gone. No, it's not gone. It's still there. The nail is gone, but the hole is still there. What we have been taught in this hadith sharif, Rasulullah wasallam is teaching us, speak that which is good. Like in the Quran, allah taala says, Say to my servants, my slaves, Allah is saying my slaves, they belong to me, they are mine. So they must do that which I am happy with. So I am saying that they are my slaves, they must speak that which is best. They mustn't have a sharp tongue. They mustn't be saying, sometimes they are saying the good things also in a negative way. Say a good thing in a good way. Sometimes you are saying the good things, but that too in a negative way. Sometimes giving good advice, but the good advice is also in a very painful manner. So you've got to say the right thing, in the right manner, with the right intention. The intention also to please Allah alone, not to score points. So to say things that we won't regret later. Now we said things which now cause so much of damage, hurt somebody, sometimes cause such a division among people, cause so much of enmity, Now, to undo it is such a problem, now we are regretting it and others are hurt by it too, and sometimes we didn't regret it, this person didn't even have any sense to regret it in dunya, we will dearly regret it on the day of siyam. In the hereafter, it will be dearly regretted. So this is not to be taken lightly, that we just said something and it just fizzled out into the air, all this is recorded. All this, مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لديه رقيب Allah whatever word he utters, everything is recorded. And if he didn't make Tawbah, he didn't ask forgiveness for somebody he hurt with his words, all this will come up on the day of Qiyamah. So this is the second lesson Nabi Salaam gave, that don't say something that you are going to regret the next day, meaning tomorrow, later, whether later in this world, whether the year after. Because then it's too late to make amends. To keep the tongue clean, not to keep the tongue soiled, especially soiled in vulgarity. Rasulullah sallallahu was totally far away from this. As mentioned in Manhadi Sharif, describing Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, ما كان فاحشا ولا متفاحشا ولا سخابا في الأصوات ولا يدري بالسيئة السيئة ولكن يعفو ويصفو. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was neither fāḥishan. Neither by nature was he vulgar. Some people keep saying vulgar so often that vulgarity becomes their first nature. They can't speak any other language. Their language is called flowery language. That became the nature of what is. What is. Ajeeb thing. The song Allah Ta'ala blessed us to take his name, to, to recite the name of Allah wa Ta'ala. We start of our salah, we say Allah Akbar the entire Salah we're reciting Quran Sharif, reciting Tasbih of Allah wa ta'ala. and then before and after the Salah, the tongue is soiled with vulgarity with swearing, with obscenity This is indeed very very this, how are we going to face Allah on the day of Qiyamah? Allah will take us to task I gave you to this tongue to take my name and you soiled it with this vulgarity Nabi sallallahu was neither vulgar by nature and not deliberately vulgar, like some people, because now they are sitting in a certain circle, so now they'll talk the same language. Elsewhere they'll be fine. But in that circle now, of friends, whoever, they'll talk the same language, flowery language. Nabi was far away to do with anything of vulgarity. Now we are his ummatis and we want to be raised with Rasulullah at the day of But our tongue is something totally different. So never to bring this tongue into vulgarity. So, in any case, this was the second advice Nadi gave. And then the third advice is to round off on this. As you mentioned, the Sahabi asked for advice and he said, keep it brief. Very brief advice, but so comprehensive that it fills up oceans of knowledge. The third aspect Nabi Nadi mentioned, the sum total of this is, be content. Develop contentment in your heart. Don't keep being greedy for the dunya, what Allah has blessed you with, you make a moderate effort, what has come, be content with it, don't keep looking at what somebody else may have, like in the hadith, Nabi satsum says, "Unzuru <coughs> ilaman In terms of dunya, look at those who have lesser than you, and there's every direction around us, There's somebody or the other has much lesser than us, we don't have to look far away in some other parts of the world, We have to make dua for everybody, we have to do what we can to help whoever we can, but to look, we can just look around us, we will see this. So to look around us and to take Ibrat, to take a lesson and then to make shukar for what Allah has blessed us with. Not to all the time being dreaming about how to have more dunya because that's the sure prescription for misery and the prescription for happiness is contentment. (inaudible) Maybe Sasu said, don't look at those who have more apparently this will make you become ungrateful. So to be grateful, look at those who don't have what you have. And you'll find many, many people with that. So to have contentment, this is the greatest wealth. In Greatest wealth is the wealth of the heart. And what this also teaches us in the same moment is Don't become wasteful, extravagant, especially in the times that we are in. We need to cut out all this wastage and extravagance. And if we just save this extravagance and wastage and and share this with those who are in difficulties, this will take care of many people's difficulties. (coughs) Extravagance that happens in weddings, in other functions, in day-to-day life so much of wastage takes place. Just wasting the na'mas of Allah, sabaratu wa ta'ala. We will be answerable for the day of Tiamat. If we just cut out all this and share it with those who are in difficulties, um, many, many people's problems will be taken care of. Many a person who is going to bed without having eaten anything at night, he'll have something to eat because somebody shared not anything of their need. They only saved the wastage and gave it to him. If the wastage was saved and given to him, he had a meal at the night. Many of the things are just to dazzle our eyes, just so that now we can feel now something is looking very glittery. More than that, nothing. Often it's just this. One is some comfort Allah is blessed somebody with, some lajiri Allah bless somebody with in a halal way, something of tangible benefit. Well and good alhamdulillah. Allah talk birth in it. Make sugar on it, and with the shukar we get closer to Allah. Ta'ala. But the waste is and just in order to make things look more glamorous, this is not in keeping with the teachings of Rasulullah. And especially in the times we are in, this has to be even more in our hearts and minds. More in our lives. If we cut out all the extravagance and wastage, we develop contentment. And this is what is the prescription for happiness. Happiness is not in things. If there's contentment, we'll be happy with whatever we have. And if a person is not content, he can have whatever he has, it'll be just like that soda water. The thrill for the few minutes, few days, few weeks, few months, full stop. After that few weeks and months the thrill is over, it's still good as new but there's no happiness in it. Why? Because there's no contentment in the heart. So sometimes it's barely one week that the person got it, but now something new has come up. Somebody got something which is now more later model. So now already he's unhappy about this. It's not even yet dusty also, forget old. But if there's no contentment, there'll be no happiness with whatever he has. It'll just be a very short bubble. Once few days have passed, that bubble will burst. So the prescription for that happiness is contentment. This is what Rasulullah has given us in this Mubarak Hadith Sharif. Therefore, we bring this to heart and bring this into our lives. Inshallah, we'll have the great benefit. The Rahmat of Allah will come with that salah that we'll bring into our lives punctually. And the Barakat and blessings will come And we'll save ourselves from so many difficulties by keeping our tongue in order and by being content, we'll save ourselves from the unhappiness. Allah Ta'ala give us tophek.